Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. Welcome to Atlanta Baseball Talk, show number 443. Today is Sunday, June 16th, 2019, and my name is Steve. Happy Father's Day, all you dads out there. I'm joined by both Hammy and Curtis tonight. And folks, before we start, please help out the podcast by taking a minute to write a review. Uh, subscribe wherever you listen so the show downloads for you. And always share links on Twitter and Facebook. If you don't, Kevin Gossman's plantar fasciitis is going to heal just as quickly as it magically appears. <laughs> Uh, All right, guys, in tonight's show, we'll discuss the Phillies series, Dallas Keuchel's week, and the surging offense. But first, a quick break. So- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Guys, I was not so jazzed for a series as I was for this three-gamer with the Phillies since, like, the playoffs last year. And and not even hyperbole there. I mean, after that series opener, where it was just total and complete humiliation, I've just wanted this series so bad. And, of course, this team is dramatically different than the one that that faced them. And add the winning streak. Add, you know, where we were in the standings and what was at stake. Uh, Yes, it was a a big series, to say the least. Big series. And, and boy, the crowds had... At SunTrust treated it so, right? It was a three-game record numbers, and, I mean, the place just had playoff atmosphere. So let's take it game by game because it was a goodie. So Friday night, and let's get this part out of the way, Freed did not look great. No. No. Four and two-thirds, five earned. He, le- You know, you can see it. When he's leaving the ball up and that curveball is not, that hammer is not dropping, he it it kills him, and it, it you know it got him again Friday night. Freed's ERA was two point nine six over his first ten starts, and it's seven fifty two in his last four, including Friday night's game. Yeah, he's um, missing all over the place. He's missing all over the place. This is what I think is happening. I mean, he just is losing control, and I don't know if it's fatigue or or what, but he's missing. And then he, you know, and then when he's in the plate, he doesn't have swing and miss stuff. Like you said, his curveball is not – people aren't missing it. So there's, he's putting a lot of balls in play, wild pitches, walking guys. He's just sort of – he's off a little bit. Yeah. And Frenchie was saying it on the broadcast, and I really agree with him. He falls in love with his curveball a little and sort of ignores the fact that he can throw like easy 96. Oh, yeah. And he should do that a little more maybe. Yeah. Well, do you think uh- – and I, you know, I'm not trying to jump to any sort of 
um, conspiracy theories here, but do it jump. It, yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, so he got hit by that ball uh, in that Dodgers game, and before that Dodgers game, he was four and one with a two eleven ERA, two seventeen against batting average. Since then, he's three and one, which as Chip would tell you, means he should win the Cy Young. But he's also got a 530 ERA and a 307 against batting average. So it just seems more than coincidental that that sort of has been the turning point in this slide that he's had because he's not been nearly as good since that event took place. Yeah, I mean, maybe, God, there's certainly not a whisper about any sort of physical stuff. Not that there would have to be, but yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch. And, and, God, the rotation needs him to get back to the old Freed. Yeah. But I let's talk that. about I have the, faith that Krannis will figure it out. I think it's I do too. I, have faith I, I just think, yeah, I think that he's too good. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the comeback. Mm-hmm. So it was 7-2 Phillies heading to the bottom of the seventh. It was 7-4 after the seventh. 8-4 heading to the bottom of the eighth. And then 8-6 heading to the bottom of the ninth. And three runs in the bottom of the ninth to win it. So I want to steal some great info from a, a tweet by John Drake. Here's what the Braves did from the seventh inning on. All these things are two outs, two strikes. In the seventh, Acuna, a double. Swanson, a walk. Freddie, that that like down and away, opposite field, single RBI that he dumped into left. Amazing at bat. Again, two outs, two strikes. In the eighth inning, Albies, that single drove in a run on another really tough pitch. Culberson, of course, coming off the bench, triple RBI. And then in the ninth, Riley against that closer, the double and an RBI. And then McCann, of course, the single driving into winning the game, each with two strikes and two outs. Um, It was just incredible it was spectacular it was it was spectacular it was as good a feeling and as good a win and as as couldn't pick a better opponent you know i mean uh, it's it's all it's it was the best game of the season it was the best three innings of the season you gotta say i know there was the big come from behind win against cleveland there was a one against st louis um but as you said um, you know, we were on the brink of not being able to wash that horrible taste out of our mouth from the Philly series, and they had us again and, be, you know, ending our winning streak. And Harper streak. hit a homer. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, I mean, crap, we cannot awful. beat these guys. It's like, right. like how you felt against the Dodgers by the time that series was over. Um, so, I mean, it was that, that one is That one's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, but then, I mean, the McCann thing is the best, though. I think for it to be McCann, for it to be his 1,000th RBI – um, I think we we tweeted it out earlier this week, but just his signing and him being how he is being and just the way everyone in the clubhouse talks about him is is really maybe one of the best things that have happened to the Braves all season. Like, it is just amazing, and I could not be happier for him. Um, that was awesome. That was it was awesome. great. And, and we've had some amazing post-game interviews in the Snitker era, right? We talked about a lot of them last year when, when Acuna got hit by Urania and when they clinched the division and stuff. And Friday night was uh, another set of Pantheon post-game interviews. McCann, both on the field right after the game and in the clubhouse, I mean, just pouring out love for the team, about choking back tears, 
just being so proud to be able to do it here, all that stuff. And Snitker in typical Snitker fashion about how much he loves the team and these guys never quit. I mean, it was just amazing. It was just terrific stuff all around. I like the, you know, I watched every minute of, of Fox sports post game show and was sad when it was over. It was one of those games. Yeah. And you mentioned, um, I mean, as you mentioned all those players and that, tweet that you quoted our lineup is so long now i mean i know we're going to talk about albies later but you know him albies batting, and, and donaldson yeah, both like I mean, him batting eighth i mean you you get through there's a point on friday night where there wasn't like oh god i wish this wasn't this person wasn't up even culberson right. coming in you know i mean markakis who who struggled until today in the series still you you feel good about him i mean every single bat you were like all right we have a shot here um I haven't felt that way in a long, long time. Like the lineup is really clicking and is very long right now. Yeah, I can't remember a time where there wasn't two or three or four black holes in the lineup. Yeah, it's just been amazing. And God, yeah. Um, a couple other great things on the other side of the ball. So in the seventh, Riley throwing out Segura trying to tag on Harper's fly ball, which, you know, Hoskins hit a home run two batters later. So that kept it from being a three-run homer. Blevins came in in the ninth and kept the Phillies off the board. Blevins would, you know, no business pitching the ninth inning, but did it and yeah. came through. Um, I mean, it's easy to dismiss clutch and team chemistry, but if you don't acknowledge that this team has both, you know, you're not watching the games. They just believe, and it it's, it's palpable. Well, and you mentioned... Uh... You know, obviously the first series of the season was so awful. And with that game, you wonder the impact of that game. If they don't come back and turn that game around, you know, that they come in here and it's in their heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You look back to last year and you think of that opening game when Marquecas hit that walk off. And I still feel like that carried them through the rest of the season, all those late inning comebacks they had. And you hope that this, they feel better. They feel like they're a different team. I mean, you know, they ended up winning what eight games in a row before that, um, blown save on Saturday night. So, you know, you feel like that hopefully this game, um, Saturday night withstanding is something that all the, you know, they feel like that they are the, they're the team in first place, that they're the better team than the Phillies and that they're not going to lay down and that they're going to fight through this whole thing. Their the Phillies are not just going to come in here. They're not going to win every game. I mean, I saw a headline uh, or a tweet from um, a Phillies beat writer and it said the Phillies have got serious problems. And it was about obviously them getting drilled on Sunday and their pitching situation. I mean, Nola was not great on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and has not been great this year. And worse news, they have to play the Braves 13 more times, which, you know, that feels good. After that first series, they I'm sure they were not thinking, yeah, well, we're all stressed out about the Braves because we got to play them so many times this year. You know, they're thinking, God, we just hammered the Braves and maybe we don't have to worry about them. So yeah, I think they're a little, I think they're a little more worried about the Braves now. <laughs> well, they, they better be. <laughs> they better be. All right, so let's move on to game two, Saturday night. So Sean Newcomb's return to the starting rotation, getting a spot start, keeping it warm for Dallas Keuchel. And Nuke got off to a pretty decent start. He's through two, uh, two and two-thirds, no runs, but then left after a really scary moment Ugh. when Real Muto hit him in the back of the head, top of the neck, with a line drive. Um, 
So first off, thank God he reacted quickly enough to turn around and be facing away from the ball because it was absolutely smoked. I mean, I, I don't know what was more disturbing, like the, 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 you know, the, the scene of, of the ball hitting Newcomb or the scene of Real Muto putting both hands over his mouth in horror That's at what, what it just happened. That I mean, was they were scary to me. I mean, you so see it chilling. and you don't have a sense God. of it, but then like, you know, the guy who's on the field and hears it and is, sees it and is reacting that way, that was nauseating. It was, oh, it was horrible. It's so, it's so hard God. that it bounced off him and went into the stands. Yeah, the netting. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it went over into like the, I mean, above the Phillies dugout into the netting. That explains something. I was looking at the MLB at bat app today. I don't know. I was looking up something and I, I came upon that play and it was listed as a line drive ground rule double. But it was a ground rule double off of Newcomb's head. Right. Yeah. Into foul territory. Oh, boy. Um, so as we're recording this Sunday night, all reports are amazingly good on Newcomb. And Bowman's article said he's probably not going to go on the I.L. Yeah. Like he slept well Saturday night, came in Sunday to the clubhouse, feeling relatively good. I mean, they will watch him for a couple of days. This kind of stuff can creep up. But knock on wood, he's actually OK. Yeah, DOB said the same thing. You know, he had a yeah. recap article today in The Athletic and said the same thing. Wow. All right, so New comes out, Tukey comes in, gives up a couple runs, the Braves are down 4-2, and then Donaldson hits a three-run homer, his second homer of the series, to put the Braves up 5-4 in the fifth. Webb, Minter, and Swarzak keep it right there until the ninth, when my favorite Brave, Luke Jackson, <laughs> comes in and gives up two runs and eventually loses the game. So let's talk about Luke for a minute. I'm, we don't have to have an intervention with me. I see, I see what's happening. So can we say that you were three weeks late or does that go without saying? (laughs) Well, I'll read these numbers and I guess it'll go without saying. So, right. So following that grand slam in the, in the series opener, Jackson went on a run of 19 appearances where he gave up only one earned opponents were slashing 197, 247, 263 against him during that run. And then his last 12 appearances, seven earned runs, two homers, a slash against of 321, 356, 482. So, Curtis, the time for Jackson being the <laughs> default closer, is that, uh, <laughs> has that come and gone? How many more chances? Uh, yeah. Um, I think you might really have been the last holdout in that camp. Um, Minter looked solid since he's come back up, so hopefully that gives them a better option. Um, But yeah, Luke Jackson seems overmatched at this point to be in that situation. Um, I think that's six blown saves on the season now, which is just not a good number. uh, Right. I mean, when the slider isn't doing what it's supposed to do, he's very hittable. And that's that's that's, what's been happening. That's exactly what's been happening. Yeah. He's just throwing meatballs. His slider is not spin. The spin rate is way down. And, uh, and then he just, you know, and then he gets a little unlucky, like the, the throwing the, the bunt, um, Rodriguez yeah. says bunt, oh, you know, error, I mean, that just compounded all the, all the errors for him or, you know, but yeah, he's not good. He's yep. not good. <laughs> and then came Sunday where the Braves simply embarrassed the Phillies. So Fulte looked good enough, right? I mean, he struggled some, he walked too many guys, but, um, right. Six innings, one run. 
and he was hitting ultra okay. Yeah, and and he his pitches, he had some of his nasty stuff back. Like he had some fastballs tailing up and away at like ninety eight. You know, even in the fifth and sixth inning. So his stuff is there. Um, I, I it feels like he's rounding into shape. Yeah, it's it's another encouraging start if nothing else. Absolutely. And well, the team. Oh yeah, go ahead, Kurt. No, I was just I I was going to jump back to Newcomb very briefly. Um, you know the the thing that always plagued him was all the all the balls and we were so encouraged by what he was doing out of the bullpen. I mean, the, the appearance he made before his start, uh, against he, it was against Pittsburgh. He threw 55 pitches and threw 40 strikes. The start he just made against the Phillies, although shortened, it was 61 pitches with 33 strikes. So again, it's like a 50, 50 rate, which I, you know, what is it? Is it's like, he's just nibbling and trying too hard to, instead of just going after batters with his with his stuff and it's amazing how he sort of reverted right back to that as a start i said that i mean i don't think he's got this the a starter's mindset i think he just he, he gets in his head he thinks differently he does whatever is whatever's going on he does not have the same mental makeup coming in as a closer as he does as a starter which is what you were just saying curtis i mean i yeah well maybe agree. he should be our closer i somebody said that on this show Someone had, to, someone had to yell over Kurt, Kurt, Luke very Jackson. Good. Yes, nailed it. <laughs> and Chucky's not been very good recently either, just to throw that on the heat. Yeah. He's, I mean, it's being that he's, that pitcher when you're not knowing if you're having to come in and go long innings, he's pretty, he's been okay. I mean, he's had one or two bad appearances, but I still think Tukey's been more better than bad. Well, he's provided some good value just coming in and being that long middle relief guy but yeah i mean there's there have been some runs so back to sunday's game the team hit three homers had 19 hits scored 15 total runs and really other than you know winning the series to me the best news of the day may have been that the braves got so far ahead that snitker had to ignore his rule of leaving the new guy in the bullpen collecting dust for two weeks <laughs> and actually put in Huascar Enoa uh, to pitch the final two innings. And he looked awfully good. Yes. One hit, two strikes, painting with his fastball. Um, Nasty slider. He was, he, yes, he yeah. was um, really impressive. Go out to our Twitter timeline. We retweeted something from Pitching Ninja where he overlays, you know, two different pitches and how, the mechanics look the same, but they, you know, different speeds and go different places. It's the it's a fastball and a, and a slider. He looked really good. I mean, I think Enoa should have a place uh, at, at least to continue to prove himself in the bullpen because it was an awfully good start. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, he sort of has some of the I feel like Sabatka had, you know, that sort of just pure power pitcher. But I um but seemed to be putting it where he wanted to. Yes, exactly. Instead of drilling guys in the middle of the back. <laughs> yes. So let's <laughs> over hope for that. And over yes. and over again. Yeah. Uh, God, Sabaka seems like a lifetime ago. It really was, does. Yeah. But I do remember, um, I mean, we traded um, Jaime Garcia and whomever else for him. And I was. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, to, to, to who? Who was it? To the twins. Right. And I was like, that's all we got. And he was like, you know, very raw, lots of upside. But he was like single A back then. Um and it's nice to see him make it and to have filthy stuff and, you know, look like he belongs. Yeah, no, I remember. Remember, like, the deal got delayed 
And I'm trying to think back to it, but the deal got delayed and there ended up being some, a change with some money. And I think they actually switched out who the prospect was going to be. And yeah, there was a lot of hand wringing and it wasn't enough for Garcia and all that. And here we are. Here we are. So, Ham, honestly, this was I mean, I know Saturday night was really disappointing, of course, but this was as great a series as I could have hoped for in terms of, you know, contrasting it to looking so outclassed to start the season. And then you look at these three games, and based on the two rosters as they are right now anyways, the Braves are are a better team than the Phillies, in my mind, and they should win the NL East. I don't know. Do you see it any different? Uh, I don't. I mean, we are peaking now, certainly. Like the, I, I can't imagine that, you know, you look at the, the, the batting over this eight-game, over the eight-game winning streak and into this series, like everyone is batting above their license, you know? I mean, so, you know, it's going to come back down to earth at some point. Um, but I still think, you know, with Newcomb in the pen, and I think we've just got, you know, some better pieces in the pen, I think our starting pitching top to bottom is better, especially with Nola struggling. Uh, and I think our offense is heads and tails better than theirs. So I think we, I definitely think we're a better team. Um, I also think the Phillies are, are better than maybe they're playing right now as well. I think they'll Yeah, I mean, they're ravaged by injury for sure. And I'm not, I'm not all roses and sunshine over here. Not saying the Braves don't have warts and have problems and stuff that needs to be addressed. But so do the Phillies. And I think we have less. Yep. Agreed. You know, I mean, uh, basically. Well, and they might, but they might have a broader capacity to, rectify problems. their problems yeah, yeah it, it is true well and, 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 yeah it'll be interesting to compare the rosters after the deadline but mccutcheon that might prove that to was be rough a brutal uh loss for them because yeah. jay bruce not really comparable well he was <laughs> doing okay but he went out with a hamstring today right, so, right. i mean yeah. i mean they could be they be. could be in, in trouble there yeah it was so nice i mean i know you guys talked about this last week but uh you know, I'm, they were they wanted Keuchel as well, right? They have starting pitching problems, and that we got Keuchel before they did um, is just another reason to like our odds better than theirs right now. I think, and it just makes me happy. I'm a Braves fan. And Harper striking out at magnificent rates is pretty great too. Magnificent, like at least last week, leading the NL. Yeah, I think he's up to ninety now. It's really delicious. It is. Um, all right, guys. So lots of other stuff happening this week. Let's move on to some other headlines. So Dallas Keuchel, the big news from last week, he pitched two games in the minors this past week. Game one for single A Rome. Um, last Monday, he dominated over seven scoreless, 55 strikes and 77 pitches. And then he pitched this past Saturday night for double A Mississippi, where he went seven innings, gave up three runs and 11 hits. So Matt Kritzberg from Outfield Fly Rule, who was at the game, his assessment of it was that he got kind of babbipped to death and he was the victim of some shaky defense. But really the big news out of all of it to me is that he threw over 100 pitches in that second start and he feels good. And frankly, short of something really unexpected happening, he will start this coming Friday against the Nationals in D.C. So some more must-see TV for the Braves coming up next weekend. It's exciting. That's exactly what I wanted to see out of his starts. The no doubt. Yeah. And again, it's on a bit of a smaller scale, but after getting swept in that short two-game series against the Nationals, I'm hungry for that series, too. Oh, yes. And so awesome to get Keiko to start it off. Just love it. Yeah, and so awesome that the Phillies are going to Washington first this week and getting 
Strasburg, Scherzer, and uh, Corbin. And we right. not. I mean, I guess we get one we, of them. We get Corbin, yeah, yeah, but yeah, we yeah. don't get Strasburg or Scherzer. It's yeah, true. Yeah, um, yeah and, the, and the Phillies get four with the, with the Nationals, I believe. So next up, any mystery about whose spot in the rotation Keiko was going to take was put to rest when Snitker pulled Gossman early in his start in game one against the Pirates, the first game of that Pirates series, and was then put on the IL the next day with plantar fasciitis. So I kind of picture that conversation Monday night between Gossman and Anthopoulos. <laughs> yeah, are they throwing darts at a dartboard that they've just like, picked Anthopoulos out? Anthopoulos is injuries? like, so Kevin, how you feel? Anything, you know, any nagging and... Gossman's like, no, I really feel fine. I'm, I'm, I'm close. You know, I'm really about to figure it out. And Gossman's like, oh, but a couple of days ago, like, you know, when you come around the corner and you stub your toe on a table leg, and <laughs> Anthopus was like, plantar fasciitis. Yeah, and that's the rest is history. That's not my take. You guys, my my theory is, you remember the movie Victory that had like Pele and Sylvester Stallone in about sure. soccer players in a concentration camp, and so yeah. broken arm. Yeah, so exactly. So for Sylvester Stallone, he was like a you know one of the kingpins of this escape. For him to make the team, they had to break the arm of one of the existing goalkeeper, and so his name was Timmy, I think. It's like, all right, Timmy, I hate to do this, mate, but here we go. <laughs> and that's what they're doing to Gossman. Hey, sorry, but end to Ender, Ender Gossman. It's a little convenient that when an opportunity for a better player comes up, that these guys get hurt. I think that's the victory theory. Yeah, well, either way, Gossman, I mean, I think his best shot at this point is maybe a spot in the bullpen, or we may have seen the the last of Gossman, which is sad. I I would hate for his Braves career to end this way. He really was so good last year. I I do hope he finds his way back. Somebody will take a flyer on him. We should try him in the bullpen. I mean, he's got a good fastball and a good slider. He just doesn't have anything else, you know, and maybe in, you know, two innings or less, much like Newcomb, maybe he can be effective. Yeah, and I would think they'll they'll try him in the bullpen anyway if, if he if he you know can get put up the, some some decent starts in Gwinnett. If he can get over I'm, the, I'm just saddened that it took 12 years for a victory reference to Thank make you. it onto Atlanta <laughs> baseball talk. Yeah, you think it would have happened it's sooner? Really, well, the best movies ever. <laughs> so the corresponding move when Gossman went to the IL was to bring AJ Minter back. Uh, after he made nine appearances for Gwinnett, he covered 10 and two-thirds innings, pitched to a 2.53 ERA and a 1.03 whip. Snitker wasted no time, using him three times this week. So in his first appearance, he gave up a run. In his second, two walks but no runs. And then in Saturday's loss to the Phillies, he had a clean 1-2-3 inning with two strikes. I mean, look, he looked much better than he did before he was sent down. And he's, you know, he's headed in the right direction. It would be massive if Minter was, you know, halfway decent in the bullpen. Yes. We could use it. We could use it. Um, All right, guys. Next up, we'll go inside the numbers. But first, a quick break. So let's start with the last 10 games. I mean, my God, this, the Phillies. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Here's what's so big we didn't even mention that the Braves swept a four gamer with the Pirates. Um, so dating back to that weekend series in Miami on June 7th, where the Braves swept the, the uh, Marlins, they went on an eight-game win streak, right? So three with Miami, four against the Pirates, and then the first in the uh, in the Philly series. Um, only those last 10 games only interrupted by that loss Saturday night. So they've won nine of 10. Over the last 10 games, the Braves have scored 78 runs, which seems impossible. Yeah. Um, in nine of those 10 games, they scored at least five runs. In seven of those 10 games, they scored at least seven runs. It's been really fun to watch the offense so far. Oh, yeah. I mean, just unbelievable. So a couple of pieces of really good news that have helped this offensive outbreak. First, Ozzy. From June 1st, heading into Sunday's finale with the Phillies, over those 14 games, Ozzy is OPSing over 1,000 and batting 320. Over those 14 games, four doubles, a triple, and three homers. Add three more hits on Sunday, including two more doubles. Ozzy is, is, uh, is, you know, has found it again, and it's great. I mean, Hammy, like you said, to have him seventh or eighth doing what he's doing, it is a tough lineup to navigate. Yeah, well, most, I mean, most of the damage that you just talked about has been with him in the eighth spot, which is amazing. And then you get these innings where it's, you know, Albie's pitcher Acuna. I mean, that's not a bad inning at all. You know, I mean, right. the pitcher. I mean, so it's just great. I mean, he just makes yeah. he makes it so easy to flip the lineup. It's fantastic. It's so all, and it's really. I mean, a lot of it is pointed. I mean, a lot of this offense, and I, I don't know if it syncs up with the the range that you mentioned, but is when what's not because it's going back thirty six games. I think the Braves are twenty four and twelve since Acuna went back to the top of the order. Donaldson went fourth. Um, you know, and then Albies was an eighth and Swanson has been where he's been. I mean, that is really what has led to all this, I believe. Well, it's a great point. And it has happened in phases, like you said. I mean, the the turnaround started when Acuna went to the to the one. Dansby, you know, struggled a bit, but then refound it. Um, and now Ozzy coming on and Donaldson. Donaldson. Uh Donaldson. So he had at least one hit in six of the seven games this week. He had consecutive three-hit games on Saturday and Sunday with the Phillies. He hit a homer in each game of the Phillies series and a homer in the Pirates series. And he was telling the beat writers this weekend that he has figured some stuff out and is feeling like himself. I mean, if Donaldson is for real, for real, going to you know look like the old Donaldson, then the offense just should get silly. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, all, it's all about – off-speed stuff. I mean, he's just being fed a steady diet of off-speed stuff, and he's finally started to hit those balls, um, curveballs, chains up, sliders, whatever it is. He's now, instead of you know, rolling those over, he's now hammering those balls, uh, including that homer that he hit, um, whatever it was, second deck last yeah, night. Yeah, that, that was the Saturday. Saturday that was night. what knocked Nola out. Yeah, yeah, and, it and was that was huge. that was off a changeup. So yeah. yeah, he had three curveballs today. 
Uh, there's a great, I won't step on it, but the DOB in his Sunday article uh, has a whole thing about how Donaldson brought out a, a pitching machine to the mound and, and had him throw curveballs um, from the pitching machine so he could see the spin rate and how the sun played on the ball at SunTrust and just bottom line how hard he was working at getting at curveballs and then instantly you see the results from that. I think the other interesting thing on Donaldson is how durable he's been. He's only missed four games, right, which has been huge as well and, and I think maybe a little unexpected. Yeah, that's true. Everyone knock on wood as you hear Hammy say that. <laughs> Sorry. <sentence. Right>. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to cut down on the errors, but... Yeah. On the other hand, he also makes um, like amazing plays too. Well, in but, this article, he says agree. he's sixth in defensive run save behind Arenado from Colorado of Major League third baseman. So uh, he's doing something right defensively. Yeah. And so, guys, last one. Lots of focus on the offense, of course, but I want to point out the amazing numbers that Anthony Swarzak has put up since coming over from the Mariners for Biddle and Vizcaino. In 12 appearances, he's given up four hits and one earned run. That was on a solo homer. He has struck out 16 and walked six. I mean, he has been a stabilizing force. He was a big He was a big part of that, um, I think it was Thursday's day game. Big strikeout with Mac, call, you know, calling the pitches behind the plate. Like, Swarzak's been the real deal. And he was terrible in, in Seattle. <laughs> I feel like this is one of those where in three weeks we're going to touch on it and be like... Perhaps oh, it's time to. I, I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, like, let's knock on wood with all these guys. I mean, we're gonna. This is gonna be the cycle. We'll talk about Minter in three weeks. It's time to send him down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Replay the show where we give Jerry Blevins lots of love. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna be clamoring for Luke Jackson again. No, never. <laughs> all right, guys, let's move on to Shot in the Dark, our crazy predictions for the week that just ended, and we will begin with our unprecedented five listeners, no. Shot in the Darks. Kurt trying to never be given the assignment again <laughs> because it took me so long to look up all this stuff. Good work, Kurt. I'm just um, trying to move some koozies. I hear you, man. <laughs> all right. So first up, Matt Hayful Hafeli. I'm sure I'm mangling your name. I'm sorry. He predicted that Acuna and Freeman would combine for three more hits and two more homers than Harper and Hoskins in the weekend series. So Acuna had seven hits and Freddie had four hits to Harper's two and Hoskins two. <laughs> so clearly on the hits, but Acuna hit one homer and Freddie hit one homer. Harper hit one homer and Hoskins hit one homer. Aye. Yeah, so I loved it, Matt, and you were close. Thanks for playing. I'll cut one in half and send it to you, Matt. <laughs> <be> very useful. <laughs> Uh, next up, Dalton Alfrey predicted that the starting pitchers would have an ERA of 236 this homestand. Oh, boy. Uh, the starters covered 31 and two-thirds innings and gave up 18 earned for an ERA of 512 over these seven games. Wow. So not quite there, Dalton. I'm impressed you figured out how to figure out ERA. ERA calculator, baby. Yeah, man. Yep. Um, all right, Jared Warner predicted... That Gossman, I can just stop there, right? That it's about Gossman. <laughs> would land on the IL yeah, with, with plantar fasciitis with a, a made-up injury. Uh, so he predicted that Gossman in his two starts this week would combine for at least 13 <laughs> innings, give up only three, and on average record at least one strike per inning. Wow. So, yeah, Gossman's two and a third and two earned was all he mustered this week. But, boys— We've got, oh, sorry, 
I'm getting ahead of myself. The fourth one, Patrick Broderick, uh, predicted that Marcakis would steal one base and get thrown out trying to steal one this week. And none of the above happened. And then Calvin Harris happened. Oh, wow. Calvin predicted that Riley, Ozzy, and Acuna would combine for seven homers this week. Riley hit two. Ozzy hit three over the first two games against Pittsburgh. And Acuna hit two. That is exactly seven homers. And we have a winner. Yes. Hey! Ding, 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 ding. Calvin Harris, congratulations. Um, yeah, hit us up on Twitter. Send us your home address. I love your music. We'll get you that koozie. Too, by the way. What's that? Isn't Calvin Harris like a pop singer? I think he is. Anyway, bad joke. Okay. Or maybe not. Maybe it's one and the same. We do oh, have a broad man. reach and a broad appeal. <laughs> Amy, it's so true. Much like Calvin Harris's music. <laughs> yes. It's the same circle. It's essentially an overlapping Venn diagram. <laughs> All right. Let's see how we did. So I predicted that Fulty would give up zero home runs over his two starts this week. And indeed, he gave up zero home runs nice. for his two starts this week. So I win. Hammy, you predicted that Acuna, Freeman, and Riley would each hit two homers this week. And they both each hit exactly two homers. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. And Curtis, you predicted that the Braves would be in first place this week. And yes, we have, for the first time in Atlanta Baseball Talk history, the three of us have hit our shot in the dark. Oh, my God. The golden sombrero. <laughs> yeah. This is truly the best weekend of the season. <laughs> really? Let's cancel. Really? Let's quit it right now. It's not getting better than this. For the Braves this super, are first. This supersedes the birth of my children. This is the <laughs> yeah. most important moment of my life. And we need to add Calvin Harris as the fourth. Indeed. Indeed. The, the, plat- the platinum sombrero. Yes, you there you go. <laughs> All right, so guys, let's see if we can do it again. Uh, let's see what we have this week. I'll start. I predict that the Mets starters give up at least twice as many earned runs as the Braves starters. Hammy, how about you? Uh, mine is similar, and I think yours. if yours happens, mine might happen. Mine is the Braves score twice as many runs as they give up all week. All right, I like it. And Curtis, what do you got? Well, uh, signs pointing to Keiko starting that series against the Nationals. So I will begin the deluge of Keiko shot in the darks here. Uh, seven innings pitch, two earned runs, six Ks at least on all of those. So. Yeah, that would be just fine. I'd be really, really quite happy with that. All right, folks. Remember, you get to play each week, too. Get your shot in the dark in before first pitch on Monday. Send them in on Twitter. And if we pick yours, we'll discuss it on next week's show. You could win an ABT koozie just like Calvin Harris did. And Uh, also buy his second album. It's really the best one. (laughs) Really, yeah, it really is. I mean, a huge jump from the first one. Um, All right, so guys, let's look at the week ahead. Six games, both divisional opponents, both playing under 500. It's three at home with the Mets and then three in D.C. with the Nationals. And let's look at the pitching matchup. So in game one, it's Mike Soroka coming off his worst start of the year. Uh, giving up five earned. Yeah, my my oldest and I were at that game. It it was kind of it was jarring. Soroka's start last week. I hope he never does that again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that another old movie reference. Reference when Superman loses his powers in Superman two. It's sort of what that felt like. Um, did he Soroka he, walked into that diner and got beaten exactly, up by that guy? It was yeah, terrible. Exactly. Exactly. But then at the end, he's going to pull the Brave emblem off of his shirt and throw it at the guy, and it's going to become giant. And <laughs> That's right. I can go deep on this, too. Yes, fantastic. 
That's another show for another show. Uh, all right. So Soroka faces Zach Wheeler and his 487 ERA. Next up, Tehran will match up against Jacob deGrom and his 338. deGrom has been somewhat mortal this year. Uh, and in the finale, the Mets will see uh, – uh, sorry, in the finale with the Mets, Max Fried will go up against Steven Matz and his 393. So on to D.C. The Braves haven't announced it, but presumably it will be Dallas Keuchel in Game 1 making his debut where he'll face Anibal Sanchez in his 384. Anibal has given up two earned over his last four appearances, including the six innings of shutout ball he threw against the Braves in that two-game sweep. Uh, next up, Fulte faces Patrick Corbin and his 411. He's been shaky of late. He's given up 16 over his last three starts. And finishing up the week, Soroka goes again against Eric Fetty and his 368. ERA. So, Curtis, we'll start with you. Six games. What do the Braves do? Um, four and two. Two and one, two and one. All right. I'm going five and one. They sweep the Mets and go two and one in Washington. I have the same thing. God, nothing like nine out of ten to just get us giddy. I know. <laughs> I remember the last time we all went in. Oh, God, I know. At least we did. At least two of us didn't go undefeated. I'm never going to predict an undefeated week again. That was, <laughs> I think, what did it. Amazing. I mean, six of seven this week, guys. It's God. It's really just been a great couple weeks. Let's keep it going. All right, folks. That is the show. Remember, you can find us at our home of Spreaker, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. As always, you can find us at AtlantaBaseballTalk.com to post in our comment section, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at ATL Baseball Talk, and to like us on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, and go Braves! Thanks for listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. To find new shows, to post in our forum, or to send a comment, please visit us at atlantabaseballtalk.com. Had to admit the problem.